0: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, everybody. What a Thursday night football game. This is Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, what a Guests game. on the Goodyear hotline. Week 8 underway. I mean, Jay, Key, good morning, good morning. It lived up to the hype and then some. Worried about a short week and teams being short-handed. I don't know how much more you could ask for than that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would say, look, for that to come down to a winning drive, to see Arizona stop Green Bay in the end zone and on that one-yard line, right, and to have Kyler Murray make that drive to put them in a position to win the game. I, I walked away last night saying the Cardinals lost that game. The Cardinals lost that game. Well,
0: I, I'll say Key. Key I mean, More so than the Packers won. We couldn't hear Key when he was talking as, as we're waiting to get Key's uh, mic up and running. Um, I'll say this going into the game, Jay, the way you framed it was, and, and we started building on that yesterday, that in terms of MVP talk, going into the game, Kyler Murray probably had the slight lead. You could argue Lamar, you could argue Tom Brady, but Kyler Murray probably had the majority of people saying he's a little bit yes. out in front. The result of that game would have a big impact on how people think about the MVP because you have to figure Rodgers would have to ball to win that game given he didn't have his top two top three receivers you could argue with Valdez Scantling out too but the way it went down at the end of that game when Rodgers it looked like okay he's gonna punch it in but got stopped just short and then they don't convert and then Kyler takes them right down the field you just had the feeling the Cardinals were going to win the game. I still think Rodgers jumps up in the MVP conversation. I don't know if he's won right now. He's the not the top. Of I
1: would still have Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson ahead of him. Right. But he's in the conversation now. And what's so interesting, we were talking about it before the
0: show started, who did Rod- like Rodgers' whole problem with the Green Bay Packers in the offseason was they didn't seem to not only not solicit his advice, they didn't seem to want it. They told him, you know, we don't care. And when he forced them to get some humility and realize we're going to have to bring this guy in the loop, they went out and did what? Got Randall Cobb.
1: They went out and got him his boy, Randall Cobb. And he gave him two TDs last night. Let me also break something else down to you, Max. NFC Championship game. Remember that third down play where he kind of looks a little bit lost? Everybody's like, just run it in there. Or yeah. Punch it in there. Then they kick the field goal, right? They don't go for it. Think about how that flips on this back now. Third down. He actually tries to punch it in. You're like, yeah, he's trying to punch it in. Fourth and goal. Don't go for the field goal. They actually go for it. That it gets stuck. But I still like the flip of mentality because that contradicts what happened the year before.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Rodgers runs in the NFC Championship game, they're going to go for it because they're going to be fourth and inches most likely if he doesn't punch it in. And that's what happened. By the way, it doesn't mean it works out because it didn't work out this time. It only worked out because A.J. Green, apparently there was some kind of miscommunication. But it does mean at least that you don't hand the ball to Tom Brady, saying get a couple first downs and now you know kick a field goal and you're going to beat us. It does mean that. I mean, they Kyler Murray took over on downs, drove him down the field, and they should have won the game, but they but they didn't.
1: Is key back? I don't think we still have him. Gotcha. Well, I, I was going to say this though, Max. You know, as it relates to the, the last play. First yep. off, there he is. Well, Look a, at key. You can see him are you on. Back? ESPN. Can we hear him? You can see him on TV. Smile. <laughs> there you are. We got you
2: can you
0: hear me Yes, though? we can hear yes. you now key we can hear you now hear me yeah we can
1: you can't hear me well, yeah, can. Can. Oh, you
2: can't can yeah. can. we, yeah. can. we can we can't jump in you key. would think you would think that you would think with a company like this our audio would certainly work all the time yeah it just happens sometimes i guess
0: miscommunication <laughs> like aj green what are you gonna do once in a, <laughs> once in a while there's a communication <laughs> breakdown
2: once in a while, there is communication breakdown. Um, so, what were you guys discussing?
1: I was going to ask you, Keith, what, what do you think happened on that last play with AJ Green? I mean, you've been in that situation, it feels like, a lot of times. Like, what, what was the miscommunication there at the end?
2: You know, you got one, you got to remember AJ Green is coming off basically the streets. They signed him in the offseason. And so, a lot of communication between he and Kyler Murray, a lot of communication between the the way that they call plays. It looked like to me that he wasn't sure if it was a running play or a passing play, and when he got out there, he kind of had a brain fart once he started to run the route. Um, It looked like at the top of the route, he wasn't for sure if he was supposed to turn around or just block, so he got caught in between. It was a perfect throw by Kyle Murray, Mary. No question about it. And, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm, I'm calling that, I'm dialing that same play up at the end of the game on the back shoulder fade because see, he started to kind of break out right there. And he slowed down. If you look, he looked like he was wanting to break out, but at the same time, he kind of wanted to block the guy. So I think he just got caught in what he was supposed to do. Um, it's just an unfortunate situation. It was a really good game. Green Bay gave them all they could handle, and Arizona gave Green Bay all they could handle. In fact, Green Bay probably left about seventeen points on the field. So, uh, but it turned out it turned out to be a good good game. I watched it from wire to wire.
0: So, seventeen points on the field. I want to play this Cliff Kingsbury sound about about the AJ Green route and all that. Seventeen points on the field is interesting because we are looking at these two NFC powerhouse teams. If they link up in the playoffs, what could happen? And we see the Packers really shorthanded, and yet they could get it done. Listen to Cliff Kingsbury, the Cardinals head coach, on what happened on the play we were just discussing.
3: One-on-one over there, yeah. We didn't didn't run the route, and the guy made a good play. So I'm not sure, like I said, it wasn't the route that we thought we had checked, and so we got to communicate better in those situations. Yeah, I mean, we feel like it's a safe throw if, if he knew the route to run. No question. Yeah, they brought zero. It was the right place to go. With the ball just didn't communicate on some level, and then the guy made a good play.
0: So, key. You, you heard Cliff Kingsbury. Hey, Cliff was right about that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cliff. Cliff was right about
2: that. It, it was the right play. They bring zero pressure. You back shoulder right there. It's a touchdown. Hiding to the flight of the football was perfect. I mean, that thing was just so beautiful. And I knew as soon as I saw it, I knew exactly what they were getting ready. To to call, and so did the Green Bay Packers, but A.J. wasn't on the same page, and it's an L. You, you know Great play by the defender, though.
0: You, you know what's interesting, and Jay brought this up, and and I think we should get into it, and we got a, we got you know four hours ahead of us damn near here on Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max ESPN Radio, but Aaron Rodgers, the beef with the team, Key in the offseason is like, you're not only not soliciting my opinion, you're telling me to shut up when I give it to you. And they're like, oh, sorry, sorry. Are you going to leave? Oh, sorry, sorry. Jordan loves not exactly what we thought. And you're still great. We didn't know if you were slipping, but you're not. You're great. Okay, okay, okay. What do you want? Uh, Can you go get my guy? Can you go get Randall Cobb, right? Well, he's past his prime. He's this and that. But key, they bring Randall Cobb in. And because these dudes have built-in chemistry, look what happens. Right, like, look at the lack of communication. AJ Green, who's relatively new to the team, the whole thing, versus a guy who's in sync with Aaron Rodgers. Is there something there, Key?
2: Well, yeah, of course. You you practice together. You know each other. Um, it's just a comfort level, all of those things, and and he has that rapport with his receivers because they've been together for such a long time. So. It made sense to get somebody that he was familiar with, and it made sense when Devontae Adams and Alan Lazar was not playing that Randall Cobb would be the guy to make a couple plays in the game that would make the difference in the football game because of the relationship.
1: And it also made a world of, of a difference considering the way Green Bay just pounded the ball on the ground. I mean, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon combined for, I think, close to 150 yards, but it was they made a concerted effort to run the ball up their stomach each and every time. And there was nothing that the Cardinals could do about it. So then when those possessions would come into play for a guy like Randall Cobb, it it gave that balance to the offense.
0: Yeah, but listen, you knew missing your top three receivers, really, you're going to have to run the ball. Jones can, you know, he's a good back. and, And it worked. And I think the big picture thing with all this is it helped the team. Like listening to Aaron Rodgers, soliciting his input. And, and then going out and executing, the thing that he's like, hey, that this would be a good idea, right, my guy, helps the team. They don't win without Randall Cobb yesterday, most likely. We're asking at KJ and Max on Twitter who's playing the best football in the NFL right now. Be a part of KJM Nation on the Dr Pepper Twitter feed or call in line eight 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 say ESPN seven two nine three seven seven six. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr Pepper. College football's backs so over the fans return to glory with Fansville by Dr Pepper, the one fans deserve. Could it be the Packers and what kind of an impact does that have on Rodgers' future? G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast.
5: It's primetime Thursday night, We're the only game on TV. Without Devontae, other guys just gotta step up.
2: Touchdown, run, and it was all Aaron Jones. Quick throw
5: left side,
0: intercepted by Henry Black.
5: I got rocks, but I heard it was a pretty nice catch.
0: A huge score and response. Touchdown, Randall Cobb! Second touchdown today for James Conner. Fourth and goal from the long complete.
3: Oh my goodness. Can they stay undefeated? Murray throws. Hackers get
5: the dagger. What a great story. How special is this game?
0: Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM Channel 80. Your smart speakers, where you get your podcasts, etc, etc. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear hotline. Dr. Pepper, call in right now, call in line right now, 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. The question is, who's playing the best football in the NFL at the moment? Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are 7-1. Do they have your vote? Listen to uh, Aaron Rodgers talk after the game about how he's feeling
5: right now. Uh I've just been really enjoying life and football in a whole new level and I just have a greater appreciation for moments like this Uh, a greater uh, connectedness to my teammates Um, I told them in the locker room after the game uh, just to savor these moments because this is the kind of things you think about and talk about 20 years from now when you're done playing the special locker room celebrations the elation on the sideline after a big play that seals a game there's nothing like this game Uh, It's it's a special game that gives you so many lifelong memories and friendships. And I'm so thankful to still be playing and still be playing at a high level in year 17.
0: All right. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Key, no crooked talk. Give it to us straight, Key.
5: What
2: what what, what do you want? Like you didn't tell me anything. You've been. How do you want me to react? What what do you want me to say? I I want you to
0: your reaction. You've been saying for the longest. Let me here. I'll do key. I'm sitting in your normal seat today. You're you're in L A. We're here in New York, and you would turn to me and go, "He's not going anywhere. If he makes the Super Bowl, he's not going anywhere." (laughs) So here he's saying, "You can interpret this to me, key." Jay, one of two ways. On the one hand, he's happy. If they do make the Super Bowl, like you said, he may be staying put. On the other hand, someone could listen to that and be like, hmm, that sounds like this is the last dance. Like, he's savoring the end. How do you hear it?
2: <laughs> oh, God. You, you've you been in sports talk media too long because you're trying to break that down, decipher that, and say now all of a sudden because he's saying we savor these moments in the locker room and we cherish this, that this is like his sending off party at the end of the season. He's just simply answering a question and saying, what a beautiful time it's been and all of those sort of things. In the end, I don't know if this guy's leaving, coming, or going. I just think it's very difficult when you are having the time of your life and playing and winning games, and it looks like that you're headed in the right direction toward another Super Bowl appearance that all of a sudden – you're gonna leave a team and a bunch of players to go try and build new chemistry and everything with somebody else somewhere that you don't even know when you've invested so much time and energy into Green Bay Packers. This is not a free agent uh situation where a team doesn't want to give you money. You're 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 deciding to leave based on what? Everything you've got, everything you want. You're, you're getting paid. You're having a little bit of say in what they do and you're winning football games. So
1: I don't know. Two things that happened last night that I thought were pretty monumental and it it seems like Aaron Rodgers is moving towards a very positive frame of mind with this is Max, you made mention of it. Randall Cobb, two touchdowns. That's his guy on a night when three of your wide receiving cores out three huge targets are out. Uh, Tom Lee even gets hurt right Your tight end Randall Kyle comes through that's your guy okay you asked him for your guy you got your guy he delivered in a big time moment the other thing is what I said in the first block twice (laughs) first block which I think speaks volumes to me I go back to the NFC Championship game third down he doesn't try to punch it in that was a huge topic last year And then Matt LaFleur deciding the miscommunication not to allow Aaron Rodgers to go for it on fourth down. They kick the field goal. Fine. They lose that game. But I go to this game now because third down, he tries to punch it in. You see the deliberate effort to punch it in. Fourth down, everybody says, go for the field goal. No, we're not. We've been in this situation before. So from Aaron Rodgers, that's right. It's in my it's in our hands. It's in our hands now, not the other teams. It's in our hands. And I, I think those little things just continue to show signs that, hey, Aaron, this is yours. Hey, I, Aaron, Jay, this I is agree yours. with
0: every single word you just said. I wonder, though, does that lead you to believe Key is on the record as saying if they make it to the Super Bowl, he's not going anywhere. Other than that, who knows? But if they make it, he's going to stay. From what you're seeing, because I agree, Rodgers saw daylight and ran uh uh you know they they went for it on fourth and etc they got him as guy does that mean to you the likelihood has raised
1: that he is staying yes what else do you need us to do key what think else do the you need us to do key has- like you're starting to give me Key. like what what else do you want Aaron like what, we'll make it we'll make it work
2: well well the one thing that you got to do against the Arizona Cardinals is you you've got to score points so Him running the ball had nothing to do with whether or not he's going to stay. It has more to do with I've got to score points. On the fourth down, you're that close, you're not going to kick a field goal when you're one foot from scoring a touchdown, and you got to score points. So I don't think that has anything to do with his performance last year in an NFC Championship game. I think it has something to do with we got to win this damn football game right here because our defense isn't great. And we know at any moment they're gonna give up the goods, much like they did on a last drive when Kyler Murray had the opportunity to, to kill it off. The defense, they you know, they decided to just basically let him do whatever he wanted to. Third and whatever it was, third and a million miles, he converted on a first down. Mm-hmm. Then again, he did it again. Then he scrambled around again. So it's about getting the points, and Aaron Rodgers knew that, and he was gonna put the game what, in his own hands and try and get in he didn't get in and then on fourth down they wind up not getting in again
0: key i get what you're saying on the other hand it was the nfc championship game it was rogers versus tom brady high stakes brady dominating the afc for all those years well what if he didn't have belichick year one in the nfc rogers and brady link up in the nfc championship game Rodgers had daylight, didn't run. So I understand what you're saying about, hey, Arizona, you're going to have to score points. They have Kyler Murray, all that. There's still time. But the stakes, like, as a fan, if I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, I don't mind him. In this game, he's running. I'm like, ooh, you're going to take on a defender. I don't know. In the NFC Championship game, run. You know, like, you don't think that had any bearing on his state of mind for this game, as Jay suggested?
2: You know, it it, it carries. It it certainly carries over into, I probably should have put the ball down now that you've seen it a thousand times. Next time I get that opportunity, that's what I'm going to do. It's not about putting myself in harm's way as a quarterback. It's about scoring points against the Cardinals. If he if the receivers were open, he would have delivered the football, sure, but he also knows, okay, I've got to score points. I can't force the football, and the only way we're going to be able to do it, because initially... What he tried to do is buy time as much as he could. He tried to buy time, and then he pulled the ball down. He started to shuffle. Then he realized, okay, there's a lane. Let me just tuck and go. Mm -hmm. And Aaron Rodgers has done that in the past in his career. But when you play against the Arizona Cardinals, they force you to do things. They force you to go for it on fourth down. They force you to go for it midfield because they score so many points at a high rate, at a high clip, quick, fast, and a hurry. So you certainly don't want to leave yourself short no
0: and pfft, the way that ended with him getting stopped just short and Kyler driving down the field didn't feel like it was mm. going to end the way it wound up ending that straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless no contract no compromise Aaron Rodgers won without his top targets but will another NFC Super Bowl contender need their quarterback to keep pace with the Packers
3: have you ridden an electric e-bike yet you need to check out electric e-bikes today the number one selling e-bike in America so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C dot We all know
0: breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
2: They should play him. If he's healthy and ready to go, you play him. You don't mess around. This is about seeding. They have an opportunity to potentially get a first-round bye. They're going to win the division. But do you want to win the division and be the sixth seed? Or do you want to win the division and be the first seed? You wouldn't be the sixth seed. Manny, man. (laughs)
0: All All right, guys. here. We will have more, of course, on last night's game. But Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN 2 going to move on to the Cowboys at the moment. They're coming off their bye. Dak is coming off a calf injury. The Cowboys are playing the Vikings, who can get to the quarterback. That calf injury is on the same leg as the initial injury to that lower extremity. So Dak was asked about his injury and availability for Sunday. Listen to what he said.
5: I don't know if it's just my decision. Obviously, you guys know me, been around and, and watch me, watch me go. I tell you right now, I'll go play, play today if I could. So knowing that this is a long journey and a long season, I don't necessarily know if this is fully my decision. Uh, but I'm going to just keep controlling things I can get better. I've gotten better each and every day. What I went through was, uh, last year, a pretty traumatic injury to the leg. And so, I mean, I think, I honestly think this calf had something to do with that. So as much as I'm bearing it mentally and the way that I come back and the way that I play the game, um, I think I still have to be very cautious and um, conscious of working on it and keeping it right in the, in the right position, uh, strengthening it, staying focused, making sure the the, the mobility is there on it. Uh, and that's something that I'm sure I have to do for the rest of my career. So, um, yeah, it's frustrating. But it's just, I think, just another wake up is, hey, it's that, that was pretty bad last year and you've got to be buttoned up every game and every day pretty much that I come out here and play such a physical game.
0: Uh, Keyshawn Johnson, your reaction to what you just heard from Dak Prescott.
2: Well, first of all, he can't be the sixth seed if he wins his division. So let me correct that, as I said the other day, <laughs> as I was looking to the rejoin. I'm like, well, I don't, think, I don't think he can be the sixth seed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, so. <laughs> they added divisions. So, we're I wasn't going to say that, nothing. I was going to let it go. Uh, Off to Pluto. Yes. Uh, now, you, you, I, I didn't ask you to say anything, Jay. I can handle this. I don't need you to. <laughs> I'll let the listeners know I screwed up. I don't need you To tell anybody, Um, it's one of those deals where you are compensating to some degree, but there is that injury that he had yesterday, uh, yesterday, last year. And then when you look at what's happening to him now, I wonder if it's fatigue. I wonder if it's to the point where that leg and those muscles are firing so much because they haven't been firing as much in the past. Because of the injury, now all of a sudden, your leg is just so fatigued that you're having issues on that side of your body. Um, that could be the case, but if he's healthy and he's ready to go, he's playing. I, I'm just, that's the reality of it. He's my star quarterback. He's a guy that I paid a bunch of money to, and he gives us the best chance to win. We are certainly trying to, uh, as of right now, play ourselves and put ourselves in the best position to get to the Super Bowl something that we haven't been at been to in a very very long time and if i lose this game to Minnesota without him in there it just puts us behind if he's in there and we lose then at least we gave it our best shot but he's going to play if he's healthy
1: you see key i go the other way i've heard you talk about the Dallas Cowboys so many times over the past year and one of the things you commonly mention is the fact about how great of a training staff that they have the best in the league Actually, it was the way you put it multiple times. So when I hear that and I start reading about people like Britt Brown, who obviously is one of their head trainers, and I hear Dak make mention of, yeah, I think my calf strain is due to one of my lower extremity issues with my ankle before, like, that tells me that's coming from the training staff. And, yes, I know he was out there running through plays, but if if, if it feels slightly off to him or if the training staff feels, hey, it's in our best interest that he doesn't re-injure this due to fatigue. Let's continue to do more therapy. Let's continue to do more reps, continue to build strength in that over the next week or so. And I'd rather take a short-term loss, even if they do lose to Minnesota, and have Dak ready for the rest of the games being healthy, ready to be explosive on that ankle instead of just thinking short-term, I want to win this game. You know, no, I, I want to win is? long-term you Super know, Bowl. You
0: know what the difference is? He played football. You play basketball I didn't play. For normal people who aren't who don't have something wrong with them cuz you got to have something wrong with you to play football. I mean like this is a dangerous <laughs> sport. They football is the, the the ultimate sport in terms of best dude plays, whoever gives you the best chance to win. If you can be out there, be out there. The rest of us who are not insane look at a 17 game tackle football schedule and go this dude has a, a, is feeling it in the same leg where he had his injury initially and then another injury, and you got to get ready to play 17 games, and you're coming off a bye, and you can give him a nice long rest right now. But key is just not the
2: way I think you think because you played the game. Well, it's not, it's not that I played the game, uh, Max, or anything like that. It's about understanding, like, like Jay mentioned. Brett Brown Brett Brown is there. He is the uh, assistant head trainer. Then you have Jim Mauer, who's the head trainer, and you have Greg. They know what they're doing. I put the trust in their hands. Dak Prescott has been taking reps. Where, do we, where are we at today on Friday? Practice resumed on Wednesday for them. He's been practicing this entire time, and you don't have him out there practicing and doing the things that he's doing to then go to the game on Sunday and say, oh, you're a healthy scratch, when you're taking reps away from the backups Mm. Mm. that you're now inserting into the lineup who did not get enough work, you you just don't do that. And I understand what everybody's saying, Mm. but I can tell you, if he's practicing on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, he is going to play on Sunday because you just don't take reps from backups this is the same sort of situation with the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield Case Keenum is potentially the starter Baker Mayfield is taking reps away from him not knowing if he's going to play or not you just you you just don't do that because now if you start him and then he has to be removed from the game that guy who's replacing him has got minimum reps. What do you think he's going to look like?
0: Yeah, there's two separate issues. One is is he going to play? Key is reading the tea leaves and saying, oh, he's going to play. And the other is sh- should he play? You know, you know, is this the guy who ought to play? And that is a complicated answer. Key, it's maybe straightforward to you for for me. But or- why
2: shouldn't? But why shouldn't? Why shouldn't he play though? Why okay,
0: because I because here's here's what I'm thinking. One bye per conference. The Cowboys are going to be run in the running for that. They have the division locked up. They, they're going to the playoffs because NFC East is garbage and they're good. Okay. So you already know they're going to the playoffs whether he plays or not. The thing that you're really angling for here is the bye. What gives you a better chance at the buy? Him not playing, which is not like rallying the troops. There's something to that. My quarterback's out there all the time and everything like that, which is giving you a lesser chance to win this game against the Vikings. But the flip side to that is coming off the buy, taking another week off is the longest rest period he will ever have this year. And then the percentage better that he'll be or more likely to remain healthy he'll be for the rest of the 17 week schedule, maybe the percentage chance that they win a couple other games is higher that I'm willing to sacrifice this Vikings game, sacrifice a little of the rah-rah stuff right now in order to win as many games going forward possible to secure that bye. It's a lot to consider.
2: Well, here's what I would say, Max, though. Here's what I would say, though, Max. When you say this is the uh, most rest that he's going to get, I want you to understand something about teams as they get into the second half of the season. The second half of the season, depending on where you are from a record standpoint, the pads come off. They come off. They just take them off. And it basically becomes a walkthrough from week, call it week nine to the end of the season. That's basically what it becomes. It becomes a pat and go walkthrough because you want to get them fresh and keep them healthy. So even during the weeks that you, you think that they're practicing it's not as physical as you would think. You may not know that, or you may not be thinking about that, but from the middle of the season on, it basically is a buy, even though you're mentally preparing yourself for the game, but physically you're not doing much until Sunday.
0: Oh, that's so interesting. The whole thing is interesting. Um, because there's so much to consider, including what you just said. David Kaplan. Oh, by the way, the Cowboys are hoping Dak Prescott can get on the field and get in the zone on Sunday. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Okay. Um, they haven't lost since week one, the Cowboys. Neither have the Packers. Does that mean if the Packers keep winning, that Aaron Rodgers would stay in Green Bay? Let's see what the reaction to that would would be for their biggest rivals. David Kaplan from ESPN One Thousand, host of Cap and Jay Hood is with us. Good morning, Cap. What's
1: going Good on? Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? Cap, how you doing, brother? I want to say first off, congratulations on getting into the Chicagoland Sports Hall of Fame last hey. night. You are a legend. I work with you for a long time. Hats off to you, brother.
4: Ah, uh, thank you, thank All you. It was fam- an amazing night to see that class there. Charles Woodson won an award, and Candace Parker. It was just. Really, really cool. And my teammate, Tommy Waddle, uh, got in as well.
0: Awesome. Um, what would the reaction in Chicago be if Aaron Rodgers stayed with the Packers?
4: Uh, people would be like, well, we're going to suck for a long time because <laughs> we just look like a wayward franchise that has – these two men at the top, I'm talking about George and Ted Phillips, who have proven over you know, multiple decades that they have no clue how to run an NFL team. Man, I, th- th- this is business. It's not personal. They're boos. They don't know what they're doing. And so, you know, Ryan Pace is a qualified NFL man. His resume is not great here. Is that because his franchise doesn't know what it's doing? If you fire Ryan Pace and you fire Matt Nagy, who are the dudes that are going to hire the next guy? These two guys who got literally had Mark Tressman and Bruce Arians as the final two candidates, had Bruce Arians in the building, sitting in the building. I'll take the job. Now we're going to go with Tressman. So that's how incompetent the upper (laughs) management is. So I think if Green Bay... If Aaron stays there, would will be like, yeah, whatever.
2: <laughs> I'm laughing, David, because they did select Mark Tresman, and I just his look alone wouldn't get me to hire him. Looking like a scientist, I just couldn't, I wouldn't be able to do it. Sorry, sorry, couldn't key, do it, baby. Key, I but can, let me ask you this, David, that- about Alan Robinson. Huh? Go ahead. Uh huh. Well, I was going to
4: say to you the day they hired Tresman. I reached out to Tim Brown, who I'd never spoken to in my life. Could you come on and just talk football with us? Sure. Hey, Tim, we just heard Mark Trussman. what do you think? And he started laughing. And he said, Mark Trussman, Good luck. There's zero
2: chance that works. <laughs> hey, I, don't, I wanted to ask you a question, but I'm laughing because it's true. He's never coached me a day in my life I've never been coached by. him, But I'm like, yeah, that's probably not going to work. When you play in the league, you kind of know who the right guys are, you know. So, and one of the right guys for you guys, David, is Allen Robinson. Early this week, he talked about building the chemistry with Justin Fields. Did the Bears screw it completely up when they decided to not commit to Justin Fields in the preseason and training camp so he can get a rapport with the receivers and the offense instead? They kind of split reps with Andy Dalton?
4: Um. Look, I truly believe Matt's a really good guy, Matt Nagy, and that he truly, truly believes Andy Dalton gave him the best chance to win at that time. So it's Yo. part of trying to develop Justin. They had this big grand plan. The 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 point of the whole matter is we got a bad offensive line. We don't have enough skill position skill uh, position players, and it's just not a very good football team. And that falls at the feet of Matt and
1: Ryan. Dave was. See, here's one. Of the, I don't think anybody's ever really ready, and I know that this goes against the grain. That typically for rookie, especially the quarterback position, you let them sit for a minute, let them understand the playbook, the timing. But Justin Fields has always struck me as a person that you have to throw him into the fire because he will react. Do you feel as if like him taking over the QB spot was? was kind of too early in the season? Do you think it should have been later?
4: Okay, I I can't be disingenuous. I think I said to you guys, (laughs) I know I said on my show a million times, and I know Keys on with us every Wednesday. I've said it to him. I would have started Justin from day one. I would have had a competition. I would have said, okay, you two dudes are going to compete. Sorry, Andy, I know what I told you, but Justin wasn't in the organization then. Circumstances have changed, and I would have let him Try and win the job, and if he truly won the job, I would have committed to him. But I also, you know, am surprised that people look at go to the Cleveland game. That dude, Miles Garrett's one of the best ever doing at his position at his age. He's amazing. We're trying to block him with a guy who came off a fishing boat who's going to be forty. That dude makes one hundred thirty million. Our guy makes a million five. I'm surprised. People are surprised it didn't work. As the great Owen, go to the other side. Jermaine Effetti, he washed out in Seattle. He's very mediocre. He's going up against a former number one pick in Clowney. I'm surprised. People are surprised. We got our head kicked in. So I don't know if it would have worked any better with Justin. Here's where I'm at on Allen Robinson. I do not think he's an elite receiver. Maybe I'm wrong. He doesn't have top-end speed. He's not a top-end athlete. He's a very good football player. Pay that guy Keenan Allen money? Stop yourself. No
1: chance. All right, Cap, let me bring you to my Bulls, our Bulls. Um, lost to the Knicks last night. They're now 4-1. I know there's a lot of excitement around the city, but something I saw last night that I'm curious to get your 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 perspective on, I saw a play designed in which Zach Levine, having a game-winning shot, had a chance to catch the ball at the top of the key. DeMar DeRozan actually denied the handoff and took the shot himself, airballed it. How do you think this team is going to figure out who their closer is down the stretch? It's a great question.
4: Here's the real conundrum that I think they're in. You brought in Vucevic. The offense ran through him in Orlando. He's trying to develop chemistry. Then you bring in DeMar DeRozan. Offense ran through him in San Antonio. Then you got Zach. Offense ran through him in Chicago and it wasn't a very good team because he had no talent around him. It's going to take time to figure out roles and who's going to get the ball when and who's going to take a game-winning shot. I just think guys are searching for their identity. I love Billy Donovan. I think he's a really good coach. Just He's going to earn his money.
0: Yeah, the Bulls, listen, the Bulls are going to be good this year. The only question I really have is depth and Patrick Williams' age. That's it. Right, like otherwise, <laughs> he, he's got to get a little more seasoned. But they're 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 good and fun to watch. Cap, appreciate you uh, jumping on with us this morning as always.
4: All right, Cap, congrats again. You buddy. guys have a wonderful weekend.
0: You too, Jay. So you watched the game last night. Mm-hmm. They lost
1: by a point. DeRozan. Yeah, but the Knicks dominated the full length of the game until the end.
0: Until the rush at until the end. end. Yeah, yeah they
1: went. Bulls went on a 12-0 run. Uh, and I, I think the Knicks are becoming more and more impressive each time I watch them play. The question for the Knicks is, can they sustain? But as it relates to Chicago, look, the way they defend, the way they pass the ball, they just need to have, build a sense of urgency. But they are one of the best teams in Eastern Conference.
0: I agree. That's they, no they're, doubt. They're a well-constructed starting five, for sure. Knicks are deep. They may be deep enough to withstand the, the Thibodeau kind of grind. We'll see. But they don't have the high-end talent, I think, that the Bulls have. Ooh.